Leila Jati. And I'm Marcus Jati. And this is Passport Necessary, a podcast dedicated to growing up as a TCK and how it's affecting us now that we're adults. And today mm-hmm. we're going to talk about something that I'm 100% sure all TCKs have gone through is uh, plane travel, uh, specifically yes. like actually traveling in the airplane. Yeah. Oh, it's good fun, isn't it? um so i think one of the biggest things before you even get on the plane check into your flight early because depending on the plane company that you're flying with they have like different options when it comes to seating and stuff and i know some people have very specific seats that they like i always Mm -hmm. suggest check in as soon as you can because then you have a better chance of actually picking the seats that you want instead of just kind mm-hmm. of getting whatever yeah definitely i mean i'm one of those people i like window seats because i like to be able to see what's out the window mm-hmm. i i actually like either the window seat or the aisle seat i don't like the middle seat um no. I like the aisle seat because very often on flights, I do drink a lot of water on purpose. Mm. Um, so that I have to go to the bathroom and I don't like bothering all the people who are in the mm-hmm. way. Um, but if I like plan on sleeping, like if my plan, it's a really long flight and I know I'm going to sleep. I like having the mm-hmm. window one. Cause I like yeah. to watch outside, but then with the window seat, you can actually like lean on the wall of the yeah. plane and actually kind of sleep properly yeah it's sleeping on planes is quite difficult because it's such a strange position to be in yeah it's it's just not it's always very tight and unless you're yeah. traveling with someone you the likelihood of you falling asleep on a stranger is pretty high and if that's something that makes mm-hmm. you uncomfortable then you're going to be uncomfortable <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um I kind of mentioned it, but this is something I recommend to everyone. Drink water. Just drink Mm. water. I absolutely recommend it because, honestly, the amount of time that you're going to be breathing in, like, this very, very dry air, there's, like, no moisture in it, you're going to Mm. feel dried out. It's worth drinking water. Um, And I recently learned... Uh, that it's better to just drink anything that is closed. So like drink anything from a can or from like a closed Mm -hmm. bottle because apparently like any open containers in the airplane, they don't clean those as often as they should. Um, So yeah, highly recommend drinking from a closed bottle or can. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is, is it, it, with it with it being so dry on the aircraft, it can lead to airline sickness. Mm-hmm. That because too. Because you're dried out the whole time and you can make you really quite ill. It mm-hmm. can be quite unpleasant. It's happened to me. So you need to make sure you're drinking a lot of fluids. Have You've had airplane sickness? Oh, yeah. It's not nice. No. <laughs> it can last for hours. Oh, man. I know my partner really also gets motion sickness, so airplanes also mm-hmm. are not great for that. Um, but he actually... Uh, takes medicine so that he can just pass out during the entirety of the flight, which I don't blame him. If you have any sort of motion sickness and you speak to your doctor and they recommend that for you, I say go ahead and do it. It's not a weakness thing. Mm -hmm. If you know for a fact that you're not going to feel well during a flight, just go to sleep. It'll definitely make the flight go faster. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's the thing is that different people have different experiences, don't they? And, you know, if you don't want to be 
wildly uncomfortable for however long, even if it's just for a couple of hours, you don't want to be feeling ill. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think it's always a different mentality if you're taking a short flight versus very long flights. Mm. Like for me, if I'm taking a short flight, I just try and have as few items with me as possible so that I can get on and mm -hmm. off the plane very quickly. And, um, also a lot of the times there's like entertainment or like TV monitors on the plane. Yeah, so yeah. if you get really bored, you can just watch that. Um, but I usually try and bring some sort of, um, audio thing to listen to, whether it's like yes. an iPod or if I have like a Kindle, that way I can read just something to entertain. And that's has full battery. Yeah. Make sure everything electronic that you're bringing with you is fully charged. Cause otherwise yes. your flight's going to suck. Um, but for long flights, I actually pack a few more items. Like I always bring mm -hmm. either a pillow or some sort of plushie because I don't really, mm -hmm. I hate the airplane pillows that they provide you. I just yeah. don't like them. And I also don't trust the like blankets that they give you. Because <laughs> uh, again, I recently found out that they don't clean them in between flights. They just repackage them immediately. And Whoops that kind of grosses me out. So, mm -hmm. um, I usually will just use my own like jacket. Like if I have a jacket on a plane, yeah. Yeah. I use my own jacket or, um, I'll just turn off the air that comes down. Um, just mm -hmm. so that I have one less thing to like make me cold. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so much stuff that, I mean, you don't need that much stuff on a flight. I tend to find that one of the best things is audiobooks. Mm-hmm. That tends to be a good thing. I mean, these days, the other thing as well, if you've got like an iPod or something like that, they usually have a USB port that you can charge it through and stuff like that. Um, so it's not too bad. I mean, they've updated the stuff. Mm -hmm. so if you have that kind of thing, that's really good. Because I mean, like, you know, an audio book, I mean, if the, the flights I've been on recently, like one of the long haul flights. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think it was something like a three hour flight to Helsinki and then, Christ knows, 12 hour flight between Helsinki and... Kansai Airport was the last one, I think. And audiobooks, I mean, some audiobooks are 12 hours long. So you'll yeah. be able to get through the thing and it won't be a problem. Yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely, I agree with you. I recommend audiobooks or just bringing your mm. iPod. If you're a person who likes actually reading but doesn't and doesn't get motion sickness, then having a Kindle or a book is totally yeah, fine. Yeah. But I agree, if yeah. you have motion sickness, having an audiobook is great because then you're not reading, so you're not making yourself feel queasy worse yes <laughs> yeah oh i could do some reading oh it's making me ill really um and on the long haul flights they provide you food now like mm -hmm. airplane food is notorious for not tasting great um but mm. the reason for that is actually scientific it's not just because they don't care it's because actually your taste bud you don't taste as well in high altitudes so that's mm -hmm. why that food is so heavily salted um yeah. which is another reason to drink more water um mm -hmm. they have to salt the food so heavily because you can't taste it otherwise yeah yeah I, and also the other things as well you have to be like you know really spicy or something like that to get it to work as well that's things like really strong flavors of what you have to have and it's just a bit sort of I don't know, if you're not into spicy food, you're not really going to hand out that stuff to people on planes, are you? Just yeah. All these people just going, oh, God, it's too much. <laughs> I like it. 
I think one of the best meals I had on a plane was when um, a friend of mine and I, we went to Japan and there was a layout, like we stopped in, uh, I think it was Hong Kong. And then we flew Mm -hmm. from Hong Kong to Japan. And I remember on that flight, they did provide us food and it was all Chinese food. Um, They had like dim sum, although they did also have kimchi, which I thought was, I was like, this is korean Mm. but okay um (laughs) but it was really good like i was very impressed by like how flavorful it was it was probably the the best food i've ever had on a plane oh that's interesting it's it's difficult to know is i can't remember i don't really remember most of the food to be fair i mean it isn't very interesting but i mean it's probably better to eat than not to eat when you're on a long haul flight because, I mean, that could probably contribute to making you feel a bit ill as well. Yeah. I know yeah. some people who'll bring their own food with them um, mm. or, like, snacks. I always, like, definitely don't buy snacks in the airport unless you really, really need to just because they're so yeah. expensive. You might as well mm-hmm. bring your own snacks from home. Um, and one of the reasons why they serve peanuts is, again that like really salty flavor although now they Mm -hmm. don't do that because peanut allergies are so prevalent um Mm -hmm. but i i definitely recommend it just be aware if you are going to be eating something on a plane stuff like peanuts or nuts that people have very strong potential allergies to Mm-hmm. maybe not the greatest idea to bring onto a very long flight because yeah, you don't want <laughs> you don't want to cause someone anaphylactic shock um but <laughs> it's not it, funny no <laughs> but i think i think it is if that is something yeah. that you have the time for at least then you know that you're eating something that you've made and you f- would feel happy with but most mm-hmm. flights if you're doing a really really long flight they're gonna provide you food anyway so yeah it's part of the ticket. Um, yeah, in the States now, I don't know how it's changed since the pandemic, but they always would, uh, they would charge an extra amount of money for um, bags that you check in. So for like oh, yeah, the yeah. longest time, I was very headstrong about like, I'm going to do everything I can not to have a check-in bag. Unless I'm doing a really long flight where I have to have a lot of clothes for a long period, Mm -hmm. I would underpack just to make sure that I wouldn't have to check in my bag. Because for some companies, it would be like a hundred extra dollars. Jesus, that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, some some airplanes, it would be like 50, but it was pretty common that it was like a hundred dollars for a check-in bag. Okay. There was one thing, like, because they do a similar thing with a lot of the flights in Britain, but it tends to be something like you pay an extra £23 or something like that. And it was this boy band, and they weren't flying very far. They were flying from Britain to Ireland to do something. Mm-hmm. I don't know how true the story is, but it was on the BBC. And this guy decided that he didn't want to pay any extra for putting in a second bag. So what he did was he took out all these coats and things from the bag and wore them all onto the plane. (laughs) And the thing was, he was on the plane and then got heat stroke because he didn't take any of it off. (gasps) So he he was suffering from heat stress when he got to the got to the airport on the other side and had to be hospitalised. Apparently, oh my god! I don't know how true it is, but I mean, I hope it is true because it's quite funny. I'm sure he survived, so we can laugh. It's okay, Um, but he. (laughs) 
apparently this genuinely happened. I was going, why didn't he just take them off when he was on the plane? Yeah, because you don't have to keep it on the whole time. You could just shove it in the like top compartment. I know. (laughs) I don't know how true it is, but I mean... I just heard this story. It's like, to save 23 quid, you nearly killed yourself. Yeah, I think at that point, just pay the 23 quid. Like, that's not that yeah. bad. But like $100, I would definitely consider it. Yeah, I would be like, yeah. mm, I would probably wear all my clothes just to not pay $100. Yeah. Because yeah. um, that's quite a bit of money. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, that's a whole like, a whole like adventure you could do with $100. Mm-hmm. Um I, so this is a thing I've noticed is almost every long flight I've been on, even short flights, there very often is a baby on board, which, you know, oh yeah, com- I understand parents have to fly and it's stressful because for babies, they're, they don't understand why there's the pressure going on and it affects their ears. Mm. Whereas like as adults, we're like, yeah, it feels weird, but we know what's going on for a baby yeah. or a toddler. They don't know what's happening. They just know it feels weird. Um, yeah. So I completely understand, and that's it's hard on the parents too. But something mm. that I always do for myself, because that noise level, especially for a long period of time, can get very grating, I actually bring mm. earbuds with me. Like that those little, yeah. yeah, those like little peanutty ones that you get when you go to concerts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, I always bring them on flights, especially long flights, because mm. you don't know when that's going to happen. And even through like, headphones you can hear that whereas through like noise noise canceling headphones or through little like those peanut uh earbuds you won't hear it so i recommend that even it's not big either it's a tiny little thing that you can pack for yourself and if you don't use it you can use it on the next flight yeah exactly and the thing is you know that babies will do that that's what they do yeah and it's baby it's, being a baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to stop it from happening. They're going to cry. Yeah. It's an upsetting experience. I get it. Yeah. Um, I know for, cause I traveled a lot as a kid, like we were mm-hmm. moving and flying every, we would fly at least twice a year because either right, we were yeah. moving to a new country or we were coming back to the States to visit family. So, mm-hmm. We flew pretty often, especially when we were flying from, when I was very young, the big flight that we did was from Korea to the States, and that was a really big deal. I remember for me, it was like, whoa, this is like a big flight that we're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think most of the time, things went pretty well. I never was a fearful flyer. I pretty much was always cool with it. I think the only time where I had a bad time of it was I got sick I think I had the Mm -hmm. flu or I had something where I was like I definitely was ill and I remember there was a whole thing where the stewardess was like oh well we have Advil we have like medicine that we can give her but you're not supposed to give it to children under a certain age but I was in so much pain and feeling ill that my mom was like just cut it in half and we'll we'll deal with it. Like we're going to take the mm-hmm. responsibility because she just does yeah. not feel well. My only memory mm-hmm. was me taking up like three seats, lying down and just trying not to vomit. <laughs> like I was just so oh, upset. No. Yeah. That doesn't sound good. I no. can't even remember how old I, I just knew I was a kid and I was just not mm-hmm. feeling good. Yeah. I mean, 
it's not nice being ill on a plane because the thing is, as as I said before, the air is really dry, space is quite confined, it can be quite uncomfortable. Mm. It, you know, it it can be really difficult to work out, and especially if you if you're feeling really ill at the time, there's just no way you're going to get comfortable. No. It's, yeah. yeah. It's not it, a nice and, experience. And so many flights now are overbooked too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not it's not really a good thing, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's useful for travel. Like I I'm mm, very yes. thankful that we have planes so that we can get from one place to another. But in terms of like comfort level, they're not that comfortable. I remember no. seeing photos of like planes in the fifth, I think it was the fifties and sixties mm-hmm. with those really big planes where it literally looked like you were almost in someone's living room because there yeah. was so much space and you would get like full dining experiences and stuff. I was like, this is cool. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> this is a really cool way of traveling. We don't have this anymore. I mean, granted it was also considered a luxury way of travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so it would be very expensive to do, but at the same time, it's also like, it would be nice to have a little bit more space in a plane and be able to like yeah. relax a little bit more. Whereas now, if you, especially if you're in economy seating, the only mm-hmm. way that you're going to have any sort of leg room is if you're in the emergency aisle. Yeah. Yeah. Which it doesn't happen very often, does it? <laughs> No, but if it does happen, that's why they always ask. Because sometimes there are people who'll take those seats, but then mm-hmm. the stewardess will will come to them and they'll say, like, in the event of an emergency, will you help? Like, are you willing to mm-hmm. help and pitch in? And there are some people who are like, oh, no, I did not realize. And there's always a part of me, yeah. this is just because I phone so often, I'm like, how did you not know they were going to ask you that question? <laughs> like, you should know that if you're sitting in the emergency aisle, you're going to have to help out if an emergency happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, most of the time people are like, yeah, absolutely. I'll help out whatever you need. Yeah. Yeah. There always be that one person who's like, no, I'm jumping out first. <laughs> of course. There's always that person. Yeah. Um, I, so this is a thing for me too. be nice to the stewards, to the airplane attendants. Um, they have really hard jobs. Also Mm. fun fact, they don't get paid until the plane door closes because that's when officially like the flight is happening. Right. Yeah. So if you're like asking the stewardesses for things before the plane door closes and they're like starting to move, you're, you're being a jerk because they're not being paid for that time. So just wait, whatever you ask for, unless it's a dire emergency, you can wait the five minutes that it takes for that door for plane door to close and for the plane to start taxiing. Just like, Mm. it's very simple and it's not, it's a high pressure situation because you are on a plane and that's kind of scary. You're in a metal bird going up into the air. But most of the time, (laughs) like, especially if you fly very often, you realize that like, this is something that happens all the time, every day, whatever thing Mm -hmm. you need, it's probably not an emergency. You can wait. Yeah. (laughs) I think they're going to see hundreds of other people as well. Exactly. There, there are so many other people on the flight. You have to consider them too. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 funny because I don't think they even get paid that much, do they? I mean, they get. I think if they get paid less than the national average in terms of what we would consider the national average in Britain for the 
general what you'd expect people normally to be paid. I honestly don't even know what air stewardesses get paid here in the States. Mm. Sorry, flight attendants. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think last I heard, I think it was a couple of years ago, but I think it was something like they get paid something like 18,000 pounds a year, whereas the national average is, I think at the time was 21,000. So they're getting below the national average by quite a distance. Yeah. In a lot of cases. At least that's what I've been told. That's not great, Um, especially for like the amount of time you're flying. And for some flight attendants, they really don't have a very long time in between flights. No. So they barely have time to like adjust to wherever they are. And they're already on the next Mm -hmm. flight going somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, in some ways it must be fun, but I mean, there must be a lot of other things that are really frustrating because it must it it must be tiring work. Because I mean, if you're on your feet for God knows how many hours... You know, especially if it's like a long haul flight, like 12 hours of it. Mm-hmm. You're going to be tired by the end of it. Yeah. Like you're going to be tired. It's quite a lot to do. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to remember and there's always a lot mm-hmm. going on because like you said, there's potentially hundreds of people on the flight and you need to be willing and able to help any one of them at any time. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think with planes, a lot of it is... For anyone who's never flown before, be prepared that you're going to be uncomfortable. Unless you're paying like yeah. top dollar and you're in first class, <laughs> you're not going to be comfortable. And that's just a fact. That's no. just something you need to be aware of. The seats are tight. You're surrounded by strangers, especially mm-hmm. now with being in the pandemic. There are different rules for different flights. Some they make they require mm-hmm. you to wear a mask some others don't it just it completely depends so just double check actually with the flight before you get on make sure you know what's required of you as a passenger so that you're not shocked yeah. when you get on um just because it then like disturbs other people that are on the flight as well and like they also pay the same yeah. amount of money to be able to fly just like you yeah yeah and the thing is is you know flying like it was you know, it's a, it's a state of mind. You really have to just be like, you know, like, this is what's going to happen for the next few hours. You've just got to look at it that way. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, probably being in COVID and in lockdowns, it probably teaches you a little bit about long haul flights. You just go, yep, this is what it's like. Boring <laughs> as hell. <laughs> yeah, it's That's a lot. It's a lot of it's a lot of boredom. The most sim- for anyone who's never been on a plane flight, it would be like if you're in a waiting room for hours and hours and hours just trying to find something to occupy your time but you're also in a very small space and you Mm. don't get out of your seat for very long oh before i forget that was actually something i did want to recommend if you are on very long haul flights i do recommend getting up once in a while and moving because there there has been there have been stories and depending on your blood pressure that can get affected like you can have your blood not flow in your body yeah. enough. Um, yeah. So I know some people they'll wear like pressure socks and that kind of forces mm-hmm. their body to move the blood around. But the best thing to do is once in a while, just get up and move around the cabin. Even if it's just yeah. walking up and down the aisle, just something so that you aren't stagnant for too long. Yeah. I mean, especially the thing is you don't want to be at this point where you been sitting on a plane for 12 hours and suddenly work out that your legs aren't working you can't get off yeah that'd be a bit of a shame yeah that would really suck <laughs> yeah 
One of the positives, though, like being in an aircraft is at least you can see the world from a different perspective, literally. Like, mm. One thing is definitely looking out the window is one of the best things that's a part, a part of about being in a plane. Is that you could see stuff that you just wouldn't see anywhere else in your life. So it's well worthwhile taking advantage of that if you can. Yeah, I love that. I'll be the weirdo as well. I know there's a lot of people who hate it. I love takeoff and landing, personally. Oh, yeah, it's good fun. It's so much fun that, like that force of moving forward it's very similar mm-hmm. to when you're on a roller coaster where it's like that yes. very high force of speed and you're mm. just like moving forward i know for some people it makes them very nervous because they can feel the aircraft yeah. kind of rumbling and moving but yeah i actually really like that sensation yeah because you do get this you do get the sense of the acceleration because it is really sudden and the thing is as it starts lifting as well it it stabilizes pretty quickly once it's, it's, it's when it's on the ground that it's the rumbling. Yeah. The thing that as soon as it, the as lift. soon as you leave the the earth, that's when it like feels smooth. Yes. Other things you do get to see things like from a really interesting perspective as well. As you take off, you can they often bank and turn and stuff like that. So you do get to see a lot of like little houses and little cars. I think the fun I, bit about landing is watching the cars getting bigger. Yes. <laughs> that's quite a lot of fun. You're just watching things passing by underneath. You go, oh, don't get to see this every day. Oh, I loved it. I mean, I remember when, same story with my friend when we were flying to Japan. Um, mm-hmm. When we were flying in, it felt very, it, there was a sense of like, almost like I was coming home because we were flying mm. into uh, the airport for Kobe. And so as yes. we were, I think it's Kansai international airport yeah so as we were flying in i was looking out the window i was like i know that place and there's my school and that's where i used to go like shopping with my friends and then this is and i like just kept pointing out all the different things and she was like i'm trying not to throw up because we're landing (laughs) (laughs) i don't think it was that bad for her but like i'm exaggerating a little but it was very cool to be able to like look out and see something that i was so completely familiar with that I hadn't yeah. seen in years. And I was just like, Oh, I'm kind of coming to a piece of my home because I yeah. haven't been here in a while. And I, I missed Kansai. Um, yeah. So yeah, until we can I mean, develop a way of instantly transporting from one place to another, planes are pretty <laughs> damn good. <laughs> yeah. It's the one thing about flying back into Japan. He's it's always looking at the mountains. That's always the thing. It's kind of go, yeah. Oh that's yeah. Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the thing you get from it. Just yeah, that's Japan. It's so pretty too. Like there's yeah. something about flying into Japan. Once you get past the clouds, that you start mm. seeing all the the mountainous areas, and you're usually landing near water, and it yeah. it's such a sharp decline into the ocean. Yeah. It's so pretty. Yeah, it, it's spectacular. I mean, that's the thing about it. it. It's just I don't know what it is. I think flying into Japan is nicer than flying into somewhere like Britain, say. I don't know why. I just feel it is. I guess. I don't know. I yeah. <laughs> I also haven't been on a plane in a really long time. And I'm, I can feel yeah, yeah. that I'm starting to get the itch of like, yeah. I need to travel again. Like, I miss it. It's, yes. it's weird. <laughs> it's like w- when you're doing it, it's not fun. Like in no way mm. is the process fun. But when you're done, it's like, ah, this relief, I'm somewhere new, or you're coming Mm -hmm. back home. So it it gives you this really great sense of like, 
I'm somewhere. I have arrived yeah. somewhere, which is a really, yeah. I think it's a sensation that a lot of TCKs will understand that sensation of like, I have arrived in a place, whether yeah. it's new or yeah. old, it's that feeling of like, I'm somewhere new that I don't think you get when you travel by car or by train or even by boat. No, that's probably true. That is true. Because I've been on ferries before and it, they're much more pleasant mm-hmm. in terms of like the journey itself is more pleasant. But in a weird way, the arrival isn't as fun, I don't think. Yeah, it's not it as like... more mundane. Yeah, because I, I, I remember taking the ferry from France to England and it was mm-hmm. fun. But as you said, it was definitely like all around a pleasant trip. And when I arrived, it was kind of like, it almost felt like I hadn't left. It just felt like it was a continuation of what I was doing. Whereas with plane travel, it feels completely different. Yeah, yeah. It might be something to do with the distances involved, to be fair, as well. Because you are going further. True, true. (laughs) Very true. Yeah. The north of France isn't that different from the south of England, to be fair. I mean, it's only 20 miles of water, if that, at its nearest point. So it's not... um, There won't be too big a difference in just what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're flying from the UK to Helsinki or something like that, and then from Helsinki on to Japan, you're kind of going, yeah, these places feel different. Mm-hmm. You know? It, even like being in the airports after being on a, after, on a flight, even if you're just in transit, passing through the airports, it gets a bit sort of weird. They do all feel different. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Every airport has its own kind of personality and mm-hmm. and thing that... Um, kind of stands out like I've been to airports the really small ones like when we would arrive in Lafayette um, which is where I was born Mm -hmm. whenever we would fly into that airport there's literally like four gates there's maybe like Mm -hmm. two three restaurants and there's only like one carousel there might be two no I think there's only one carousel um, Mm -hmm. for the uh, baggage so it's always like when you arrive you know you're in a small town <laughs> that sounds terrible but it, it definitely is that feeling where you're like oh okay i'm in a small town <laughs> whereas yeah, when yeah. you arrive in like the major airports like when you arrive in Charles de gaulle or um, jfk yes. any of those big big airports mm-hmm. are like oh this is a major city yes yeah i mean it's like the difference between sort of like the airport in Leeds and the airport in London Heathrow Airport. Jesus. Oh my gosh. Leeds yeah, I can't even tiny. imagine. I don't think I ever went through Heathrow because oh, anytime. No. <laughs> that <awful>. bad? <laughs> oh God, yeah. It's just this huge sprawling thing. And finding your way around it is a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Manchester Airport's all right. It's not too difficult to get around. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's reasonably good. But yeah, not Heathrow. Nobody <laughs> likes Heathrow. <laughs> my, now my mission is to find the one person who likes Heathrow Airport, and I will never find them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there must be somebody, but yeah. I know that there is someone who did like a ranking of all the airports, like all the major airports in the world. Mm-hmm. I want to rewatch that video because it was very funny where they were talking about like, Charles de Gaulle and JFK and like all the different ones and they were like ratings for food like they rated the food they rated the layouts <laughs> it was very funny where they were just kind of like yeah. 
trying to make it so that you would want to go. And I was like, I want to go to the city. I don't really care about the airport. <laughs> you just sit in the airport. I, was, I don't care. I don't want to see London. I just want to see this Heathrow airport. <laughs> I don't need to go and see the Tower of London. It's fine. <laughs> uh, alrighty then. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today, uh, talking about airplane travel. Um, mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Until next time. Okay. Right. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, if you want to find us, we are on Twitter at Passport N-E-C-E-S-S-1. We are also on YouTube and you can find us anywhere where fine podcasts can be found. Um, through Anchor, that is our main platform, but you can also find us through Spotify, Apple Music, etc. Um, please feel free to leave us a comment, a review. We definitely appreciate those. They make us really happy uh, to see them. And feel free to um, send us questions via Twitter or any of the uh, formats that we're on. We have some really exciting episodes lined up in the future. Um, and hopefully we will have a Facebook group that will be up and running soon uh, where you can absolutely chat with other people who listen to the podcast or even ask us questions. Uh, So thank you so much again for listening and we can't wait to see you next time. Bye.